welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of TechStream. I'm Seth Everett, he is Shelly Palmer. We are still on Twitter. We are still on other social media. <laughs> Nothing has changed in our world. And we have been watching a lot of television. So we're going to have a very fun episode. We're not going to discuss free speech, although maybe it'll come up. Uh, but I'm looking forward to just just relaxing, not complaining about anything. Your backup info uh, from last week's episode has been very, very cool. Oh, I'm uh, glad. Very helpful. So if, if anybody was helped by last week's podcast... It was me. And, I, you know, no offense to the audience, but that was the one I was worried about. Uh, well, just to recap, we talked about change of workflow, right, Seth? We talked about instead of using a backup service, going to a cloud service like Dropbox or Google Drive and yeah. making sure that the current files on your computer are backed up to the cloud. The added benefit is you can get to them from anywhere. The So not only are they backed up, they're also accessible from all over the place. And you have two That's copies, one on your laptop and one in the cloud. And it's just a... If you have two cloud services, even better than one cloud service and on and on and on. So, yeah, you can listen to last week's episode, but that was the crux of it in case you weren't with us. Uh, shame on you if you weren't, because we're awesome every week, especially That's Seth. Right. I don't know about me, but Seth is awesome every oh, yeah. single week. Every single week. Um, So, you know, there's been so much about Twitter that people have been complaining about. And I thought about after we've done those episodes, uh, I thought about what I will miss if all of a sudden I wake up one morning and Twitter's gone. And that's a real possibility because they're losing advertisers hand over fist. And it just, you never know what's going to happen uh, to Twitter. And I have told you in the past that I am bolder on Twitter probably than I am in real life. Mm -hmm. Meaning I will say something, not, not a hate thing. It's more like uh, I will reach out and say, Hey, uh, you, you might know Prince. Let's talk, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I worked with Prince for a year and it was all based on a tweet that I had sent. Um, this week, I was putting together a podcast that was taking longer than I had hoped. And I almost skipped the week because I was planning a tribute to the late, great Kevin Conroy, uh, the late uh, voice actor who was the uh, the voice of Batman in mm -hmm. Batman, the animated series and all the subsequent things afterward. And it's just trying to get four different people to be on a show. It's, it's, it's a cluster. So, uh, you know, I was thinking, what can I do in, in its place? And do you know the actor Greg Grunberg? He was on Heroes. He's been in Star Wars. He's just been in a bunch of things. Greg Grunberg is a great actor. And I'd heard him on other people's podcasts. So one afternoon, it was actually two, last Tuesday, the day this show gets released, he tweeted out, what's the good word today? I don't know why he tweeted that. I I, mm -hmm. I wasn't in his head, but people were replying. And I replied, I said, I'll take a shot in the dark. I have this podcast called the Hall of Justice. And, you know, and, and, and you're more than welcome to come on it. And I wasn't even thinking like then, because like he could have come on in a month. Like it, it, it's timeless. And he replied, can you send me some info about the podcast? Wow. And the next thing you know, we scheduled it for the next morning. And he oh, was wait a minute. I know yeah. which guy this is. This is the guy that played the um, in Star Trek Beyond. He played the yes. uh, one of the commanders, right? 
Yes. He yeah, yeah, best yeah, friend yeah. Growing up, his best friends growing up are J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. Well, the guy that who, makes sense. I I uh, think he was also in like another uh, the Star Wars movie I hated, um, uh, uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah, he's in Force and Awakens he, and Rise of Skywalker because those are the two J.J. Abrams. And another another not my favorite Star Wars I, movie, but we won't we won't go off there. The, so this the guy. Point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the at least point I remember of it who he is, is. Yeah, yeah. I connected I with this guy. We traded info. He did the podcast. I'm helping him out with another project that, uh, that you know, he's, I'm returning the favor. Uh, he's working on a documentary. I got him some contacts for it. It just, mm-hmm. that's what I love. L O V E about Twitter. And that there that doesn't happen on Instagram. That doesn't happen on TikTok. Mm-hmm. That happens on Twitter. Because people read the replies and it's it's happened to me more often than not. And it's Uh a platform that that's what I like about it. I I understand that hate speech is up and I understand anti-Semitism has never been higher on Twitter, but not on my Twitter. Yeah, well, so that's there are a couple of important things there since we're not talking about Twitter today. One (laughs) is that you, you limit your your Twitter exposure to the things and the lists and the people and the the topics that you care the most about that's right that you follow i also have uh, a a very curated twitter feed and i have several curated twitter feeds um i have one for ai and machine learning i have one for generative ai i have all kinds of different very specialized crypto feeds and those feeds are completely devoid of the nonsense of the nonsense people, right of the nonsense and i also have little groups that that i i tend to follow they're all on lists engineering groups i'm in a python group i'm in a i'm in a group that deals with um uh various databases that i use like there's there's just those are devoid of nonsense the main feed i tell you what's interesting I don't know how Twitter's going to go, and I don't want to speculate about whether Elon's good, bad, no, or indifferent. We're going to do that in 2023. Yes, look, Silicon Valley. Some of the some of the big CEOs are in awe of his ability to just go in there and treat people like trash. I feel that this is going to be a very interesting transition in uh, management methodology and cultural methodology for corporations and we're we can talk about that next year in the podcast and we we go a little deep into the lessons learned but one of the things that happened last week we're recording this on the 4th of december 2022 and last week elon did a twitter thread of internal emails that the company had Oh, in and around censorship and specifically Hunter around yeah. Hunter Biden's laptop. And I'm not going to comment on the veracity of any of it. And I almost, I actually don't want to comment on the content. What I do want to comment on is that Elon is now the ringleader with the, I think he has at least, if he's not the the largest number of followers, he's got to be close to it on Twitter. And so he's well, that girl ring- from the porn movie has a lot of followers. Yeah. He's ringleading and cheerleading Twitter into a form of entertainment that's more entertaining than television. <laughs> when when you look at the conflict that was created in the and you can just see it in the replies to the various parts of the thread. This thing was 
I don't know, 15, 20 segments in, in little in a Twitter storm, tweet storm. And every one of those has 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, you know, retweets. It's, it's unbelievable how, and I, I caught it early. I'm sure it's many, many more by now. Look at the way he captured people's attention, Seth. This yeah. is, this is now, it's not news. It's not a town square. It's a form of entertainment. And he is the, I don't want to say carnival barker, but he's, he's the ringmaster and yeah, he's the, he's the Barnum and Bailey. Well, so, so I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't care for the content, but, and I don't know how long he's going to keep it up, but how interesting that instead of going to television, you, you couldn't find TV with a rating like that. You couldn't find other social media. You might've found some multi uh, massive multi online player games that had as many people paying attention to it. But look at how his carnival barking has turned into this wildly entertaining and the emotions ran so high. You know, people were just barking at the moon, like yelling at each other at the top of their lungs. And oh, yeah, I don't want to say it was fun to watch, but hey, Seth, it was fun to watch. I always st I stayed around for a little while, just, you know, <laughs> running through the tweets. It was, it was pseudo real time, right? You go and you click into any one of the segments in the thread and there would be a very vicious conversation between the left and the right and vicious not not slightly vicious and no holds barred no language barriers uh, rather uh uh restrictions it, the the curse words were abundant and the it was the whole thing was just entertainment to me now if you took it seriously not good but if you took it for what it is a fun way to have no minds were changed, but everybody got to see everybody yell at each other for a little bit. And, you know, hey, let's go to it's like going to a yeah. prize fight. Right. I, or, you know, I just like, don't I'm, want it to go. I, I just don't want to see it. Disappear. I don't think it's going anywhere. Keep I it's something he'll figure it out. And uh, maybe, you know, the, the blue checks and all that. Who knows? Whatever happens, yep. happens. OK, we've let's also done a lot of podcasts. On. We've also done a lot of podcasts on uh, electric cars. We have. And, and I just want to tell you. Uh, what happened to me at the end of last week, and I want your reaction because you have a hybrid, though, don't you? What's that? You have a hybrid car. You don't have a. Full yeah, well, I have a plug-in hybrid, right? So right. I I plug in my car. I don't touch the gas unless you choose to, or you run out of battery. And it, it, it's it's fascinating. I, I love this car. Um, I was in Syracuse, New York, place you and I frequent often, mm -hmm. and I stayed. At a hotel in the Destiny USA Mall. That's the big mall in Syracuse. Okay. In in the in the parking lot uh, between the mall and the hotel, there are four parking spaces that have an electric charger connected to charge points. That was good for you, right? Well, uh, theoretically, here's the argument. They are not hotel property. They are mall property. I get back at 1030 at night. It is 26 degrees outside. Okay. Cold. All four charging stations were not functioning. Oh, there's no phone number. You can't call the mall. They're closed. The hotel says, Sorry, that's not ours. It's the mall. There is not a charging station for miles. And it's 26 for. degrees. That's what the gas is for. If I, no, that's not the point. 
That's not the point. Think about what you would do if you had an electric car. You'd be sad. Put yourself in that situation and have a battery-only car with 10 miles left because you were planning on using those chargers to charge your car overnight for the next day. Yeah. Well, as we said, many look, my position on this has not changed and isn't going to change for a while. Electric cars are a lifestyle choice, not a practical choice. You do it because you want to make a statement and because you believe that the future is electric and and you will have to plan your life accordingly. And the colder the climate is, the more likely you are to be in a place where they are not electric car friendly because, first of all, battery life is diminished in the cold weather. So range anxiety becomes amplified in cold climates. And also, you know, the, you really have to, it's a lifestyle choice. And those people who own electric cars have a lot of friends on electric cars. And they also own some kind of gas powered or hybrid vehicle. You've made the right choice for you, Seth. You've got a hybrid. It didn't, it annoyed you, but it didn't, it didn't yep. prevent you from doing life. And that's no, why no, it, it, awesome. to me, it was more about the idea for people who think that, uh, that, that perform, uh, what's, what's it? Performance anxiety. Is that what it's called? Range anxiety. Right. Right. Thank you. Performance anxiety is t- something totally it's a different. different thing. And I don't, I don't want to conflate the two. That's another episode that we'll do in twenty. It is, yeah. Performance anxiety versus range anxiety. We'll definitely range anxiety is not a not real thing. No, it's a real it's thing. It's a very, very real thing. Yes. And and will look, be. I charge my car at my house. I work from home 80% of the day time. I go up there five times a year. And when I'm up there, I specifically chose that hotel because I knew where the charging station was. Yeah. You know, it's going oh, to get better. It's going to get better, Seth. It's going to get better. These are early days. It t- People forget it took years, year, decades for the country to be covered with an interstate highway system and gas stations on every corner. This is the lifestyle that you and I grew up in took the early part of the 20th century to create. It's going to take the early part of the 21st century to create the electric grid required and the charging stations that are required. And over time, 2050 is a reasonable time to think about, you know, quarter century from now is a reasonable time to think about decent coverage on the major routes. And by the way, not to put too fine a point on it, there are parts of the United States that will never have decent cell phone coverage. There are parts of the United States that were, were never covered with cable television cables. They just weren't. They were too remote. They were just not. It wasn't financially feasible to offer these services. There are going to be parts of the United States where it will never be financially feasible to run electricity. On the other hand, most of the places we tend to travel, most of the roads we tend to travel on, where you see a gas station, you will be able to see a charging station. What will that look like? You and I have also had the conversation, and I've told you, my friends at the battery Motor Company doing a really interesting job. They're thinking through like, okay, there's a time when you want to do 45 minutes for a full charge, but if you could get uh, in a in a seven minute charge, if you could get a, a 40% battery uh, increase, a 40% battery, battery charge increase and yep. call it five to seven minutes, you would do that immediately. Like that little quick charge would change everybody's everything. It's the same okay. time you'd use to go use the restroom and grab a cup of coffee. So I, but don't, I don't think anyone should think this is happening overnight or even close to overnight. And your solution is the best solution. It's a hybrid. You, you were totally, you personally, Seth Everett, were totally covered for, a charging station not being functional. So you had zero range anxiety Correct. and you used $2 worth of gasoline to find a charging station, which was no big deal. Right. My, my argument is not, oh, woe was me. 
my argument is I get I get calls. I, I don't know about you, but I get calls all the time from car dealers wanting to buy cars. The used car market right now That's has hot. skyrocketed. It's very hot. And anytime you have a lease. So I have a lease uh, of a car. I have two years left of my lease. I'm not shopping, but they call. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if they made it financially sound to me, like if they made an offer I couldn't refuse, what would I want? And I, I want an electric car. And you'd I, want, yeah, I you want the I same can't. car you have. You'd, you'd yep. want a hybrid. I want right the exact now. car I have. Yeah, that's the point. That's you, crazy. You've crazy. chosen wisely. All right. Uh, what have you been watching? Me, Yellowstone. What have you been watching? Yep. What streaming services and what what things have you been watching? Just just don't say the Amazing Race or no, I'm or not watching, uh, the Mass Singer. You. Don't watch that no. crap. No, I'm There's watching such Yellowstone. high quality stuff out there. I'm watching Yellowstone, which I, 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 my wife and I love, and I we binge watched over a couple of days. I don't know if it counts as binge watching. We were watching two and three episodes at a time. The uh, Netflix series Wednesday. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the Adams Family. Um, Wednesday. Yeah, I've I've heard about knockoff or or yeah. It is a backstory of of Wednesday Adams, the the daughter of Gomez and Morticia Adams. Uh, Luis Guz, Guzman plays Gomez, and Catherine Zeta Jones plays uh, Morticia, but they're minor characters. The main character here is a a wonderful actress, Jenna Ortega, who plays Wednesday Adams in a way that it that Wednesday Adams was meant to be played, and I just loved this little mini series i think it's like eight episodes wow just awesome so i really enjoyed that and then um just for old time's sake uh, over thanksgiving one of the cable networks was doing a marathon of the west wing the 1999 tv series oh, wow. that had seven amazing seasons starring martin sheen and bradley whitford and allison Janney. but it was a marathon in terms of it was on a live linear channel yes and they were just running them back to back and i was like i don't need to do this because on hbo max right it lives without commercials yeah right so started season one of the west wing over thanksgiving the thanksgiving week uh holiday how does it hold up it's stunningly prescient wow feels fresh they deal with china they deal with data and privacy in the first season in 1999 uh sam says to uh leo and the president that the 21st century is going to be about data and privacy and goes deep into a soliloquy about data privacy in 1999 it was unbelievable to listen to aaron sorkin i don't know where he where he pulled that out of i mean just the most incredible topics and look it's fantasy in every way. It's totally fiction. You know the government doesn't work that way and never has and never could. But there's something about watching The West Wing that just makes you happy. The writing is insane. The acting is insane. It held up beautifully. I'm I'm awesome. now watching one or two episodes every couple. Like That's my go-to thing because there's so yeah, many yeah. episodes. There's seven seasons of that. I think there's over 150 episodes of The West Wing. Easily. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, that's when they used to order, you know, 22 episode seasons back in the day. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to, to going through That's that. Awesome. Uh, a couple of shows that I found recently uh, that I didn't think I'd like and I wound up loving. 
uh, one of them is got a weird title and they always bleep it out or something, but we don't have to do that because we're not censored on this podcast here. Uh, Kevin can fuck himself. Okay. Have you heard about this? I have not, but thank you okay. for bringing that up on our G-rated show. It's on, uh, it's on uh, a, uh, AMC. So like they write uh, F asterisk asterisk K in the title, you know, and they'll always like blur out that, that word in the title. And it is a, you, you mentioned hybrid. It's mm-hmm. a hybrid comedy drama. It's, it's a very dark comedy. What the idea is, is it mocks all of the like family sitcom like uh, Kevin Can Wait and uh, King of Queens and, you know, all the Kevin James stuff. And there's a guy who plays, Eric Peterson plays this guy, Kevin. The star of it plays Kevin's wife. It's Annie Murphy, who uh-huh. was on Schitt's Creek. She played the daughter on on Schitt's Creek. And she's going to win an award for this. Basically, whenever Kevin's in the scene, it looks like a three-camera sitcom. Hmm. But the minute Kevin walks out, it turns into a single-camera drama. And she is... and she is completely unhappy in her marriage and demonstrates why and marks a revenge plot on the husband. Meanwhile, the interstitial is every time he comes onto the scene, the lights go up and there's a laugh track and it's, it's such, such a dark comedy. It is incredible. It's two seasons, eight episodes each. It's a really fast watch. I think I watched it in about three weeks. Interesting. That's exciting. Let's see. Oh, you know what? I I, I don't know that it's... It, it was new for 22, but when you ask me about things I watched as opposed to yeah, I'm yeah. watching, yeah. Uh, The Old Man, I okay. thought was awesome on FX Networks. Um, it was... It's kind of a thriller with Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow oh. and Amy Brenneman. It's a, a really 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 well done super super awesome who done it i i call it a thriller i it, i don't know that it would be called that the other thing in the true crime world that i watched mm-hmm. there's a book i love by a writer named john krakauer he's a controversial writer cuz he writes fictional nonfiction and they made a a tv series out of uh, one of his books called under the banner of heaven which is an expose on the Mormon church. And it's a murder that takes place in, in and around Salt Lake, a true story. The murders actually happened. Then he went in to investigate it. And he does a, uh, this whole mini series is taking his book and turning it into uh, a, a mini series. The book is spectacular. The series is significantly different from the book and very dramatized, but it was really a good watch. So if you're looking for something to watch over the holiday season, under the banner of heaven, if you're not going to be too terribly insulted by, John Cracker are going after the Mormons because he goes after the Mormons pretty hard. Um, have you heard of the show on Amazon Prime, The Outlaws? No. Okay. It's based no. in the UK. It's on Amazon Prime. It was created by Stephen Merchant, who created that show on HBO, Hello Ladies, uh-huh. and uh, was also partnered uh, with Ricky Gervais to create The Office. Um, and what it, <laughs> what it is, is it's another dark comedy 
but it's uh, Stephen Merchant and was that the one with Christopher Walken in it? Christopher Walken's in it. Uh, yeah, 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 Claire Perkins, uh, yeah. Rian Barreto, uh, Gamba Cole, and the the six people are doing community service, where they are set that part of their sentence they have to do X amount of hours of community service, and they have to restore a building. They, they they they've been tasked with this building, and they have so the six of them work together, and they you 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 go in and out of the plots, and again it's another short series, two seasons, six episodes each. Uh, very, very interesting, very entertaining. Um, Stephen Merchant is brilliant. Um, and Christopher Walken is such a fish out of water. It's, it's, it's tremendous. Yeah. I, I heard about it. I haven't watched it. You're, you're, you're one of the, this last couple of weeks, a lot of people brought this up to me. It was supposed to come I out just, in 2020 just, and they had to stop filming. They were filming it right when the pandemic started. You know, I had forgotten the name. I tell you what, Seth, when you talk about series, and this is the biggest problem now. So many great shows out there. Um, I'm a big Karate Kid fan. I loved Cobra Kai. I I am so behind. I just every yeah, time yeah. I want to do it, I I haven't finished Andor yet. Everyone's telling me it's amazing. Oh. You told me it's amazing. Oh. Only a few episodes in, and I want to talk about it till like. So like you finish. haven't gotten you haven't gotten past like episode five. No. no. Oh god. And so I just I just haven't had the time. And it, it there are so many wonderful things to stream. In one respect, and then there's nothing. But then you know, look, you come up with something like the Outlaws, which I people told me about, I just haven't a chance to see it. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, to learn more about both those the shows. I have haven't been, seen this like year. on my list, and I yeah had a break. Uh, Andor finished. Um, Andor's incredible. Um, the Mandalorian they announced uh, was originally supposed to premiere in January. It got moved to March. Oh no! So a little break. A little... Oh no! And what about Book of Boba Fett? Is that also like delayed in some way? No, I don't think they're doing a second season of that. What? No, they're not doing Book of Boba Fett. They're going to do Mandalorian season three and bring Boba and... Fett into it, probably. And then they're doing an Ahsoka uh, live action with Rosario oh, that's Dawson. Right? Yeah, they're that's Star right. Wars is in a very good place, but Andor, Andor is different from all of that. Um. I think that is popcorn. Like that is that is Star Wars porn. Yeah. Andor is what Star Wars could have been. If you liked Rogue One, if you like Rogue One even a little bit, this is Rogue One times nine. So you got vindicated the other night. I went out to a comedy club to see one of my dear friends perform. Okay. And afterwards we all got uh, we all went out for drinks and some of the comics who were on stage. I'm not going to mention any names. It's not the point. What have you seen? What movies are going yeah. on? Hollywood crowd. Everybody's in the comedy business, professional comedy business. Wakanda forever comes up. <laughs> when I tell you how much these professional comedians and actors and actresses, all of whom are working and relatively famous, thought that movie was terrible i would be understating like i didn't mind i was telling you i thought it was fun it was mindless entertainment i enjoyed it it was like you know yeah the whole chadwick boseman thing was a little over the top but whatever i you know i liked it this group was like oh, the worst thing ever and they just went on and on i'm thinking to myself if seth were here your ears would have been ringing man everybody was all over your whole point of view so I stand corrected, oh, they, Seth. They, Apparently, they, they, I am an idiot and should not have liked this movie. It sucks. Apparently, no, no, so. no. I never said it sucked. I said the performances and the production were amazing. 
I just don't understand how they knew for years that Chadwick Boseman had died, and that's the best death they came up with. That's- I, I I don't know the I I I literally do not know. Um, and oh, and just the, the young lady who plays Shuri, uh, Letitia Wright. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh my goodness! You want to you call it professional jealousy or or just general like nobody thought that she was capable of carrying a movie and no one could believe how she got. I'm like, well, I thought she, you know, she did a good, and they were like, no, shut up. You don't know Hollywood. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll just sit here and listen to you guys all. Well, did they bring <laughs> up her, her uh, like off screen controversies? No, not a word. Wow. Just the whole on screen performance. It's like, you don't, they, they didn't think that to your point, they, she, they didn't think that that's how you do the black Panther. It's, it's you know everybody's like where's the fight where's the, like everything you said literally yeah. everything you said oh, so great. i stand corrected seth and now a little in awe of your of your fandom hollywoodness <laughs> because all of my hollywood friends who were in town for one night doing a comedy show in new york <laughs> completely agree with you and i i just sat quietly going oh, i wish seth were here he would just <laughs> right into this crowd so yeah just so you know you uh, according to some i mean obviously it's a small <laughs> sample set and may not be statistically significant uh, and that doesn't change how much I enjoyed the movie, but wow, were you, uh, you were right. I stand corrected. You were right. <laughs> Very nice. It looks like Marvel is uh, going to be setting up phase five. Did you watch the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? I. <laughs> so we're all so sitting around. Funny. So I wish I had. We're all sitting around the living room <laughs> and we're looking for something to watch as an entire group. Oh, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Yeah. And got the granddaughters. The older ones are sitting there. They're still awake. You know, the 11 and 14 and everybody. So you got them. You got them from 11 years old all the way up to like, you know, me, right. um, my wife. And so. We we started and we got about two minutes into it and the the collected crowd started grumbling. We ended up. Watching. The Minions movie Rise of Gru possibly okay. the worst movie yeah it's awful i saw it ever yeah. made it's awful um i mean it was we tried you know finding a family movie on thanksgiving weekend that everyone hadn't seen huh. was really really hard well the guardians of the galaxy holiday special it's a very simple plot uh but it ties into the movies brilliantly like brilliantly uh uh quill uh you know chris pratt's character uh is sad because uh, Gamora died in Avengers Endgame. And spoilers, that movie's been out for four years. Yeah. Um, uh, Gamora dies and he's he's hurting, you know, and, and, and that's that's this is post Endgame. Uh, two of the Guardians, uh, Drax, who is hysterical, Dave Bautista, the former wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, and Mantis. Um decide that they want to do something nice for Peter and on earth it is coming up on Christmas time so give Peter a good Christmas and to do so they travel through space to earth to retrieve Kevin Bacon okay okay and it's Kevin Bacon playing himself and these two aliens and just the scenes of them walking in their full costumes on Hollywood Boulevard where everyone's wearing costumes and people going up to them to get selfies. 
There's one oh, scene oh, where oh, Mantis shit. sees one of those actors that you know stand outside in Hollywood wearing uh-huh. a Captain America costume from the Avengers movies mm-hmm. and jumps up and says, Steve, it's good to see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's brilliant. They're all in it. Bradley Cooper's in it. Uh, Sean Gunn's in it. Vin Diesel's in it. As, uh, Groot has grown up a little bit. Mm-hmm. since You know, remember he was a baby? Baby, of course. <laughs> so now Best he's part of the movie. Up, right, he's a teenager now. Uh, it, it, it is... James Gunn, it's a masterclass. It's 40 minutes of mindless drivel, but it is so entertaining. And if you're a Marvel person, it fits like a glove. So there's no questions on, oh, well, how could this happen? This just changes the movie. It sets up Guardians 3, which comes out next year, and it's perfect. I'm glad to hear that because I will actually get a chance to watch it. The movie we did end up watching all together as a group was Black Adam. Oh, <laughs> just say no. Just well, you know the story. No. So, just so my criticism of Black Adam. No. Just say no. He, um, uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, had conditions in order to uh, get this movie. So, was like, the condition to make the worst movie ever made in the well, history the of the world, other than Rise of Gru? Well, the the condition, the first condition that I read about was that he refused to have pointy ears because Black Adam in the comics has pointy ears. And the idea was DC wanted to introduce Black Adam in Shazam 2. Uh-huh. And uh, Dwayne Johnson refused. Again, this is just what I've read. And he didn't want to. So they made this this hodgepodge of a plot in order to half-ass make a DC movie. And, I think that's a good description, except and it was the other, just the ass. The other stipulation was that he was going to be as powerful as he is in the comics, but that nobody's going to challenge him. So, so you have a threat as strong as Black Adam, and Black Adam in the comics and in animation has been a major villain. Right. Where's Shazam? Where's Superman? Where's Wonder Woman? Where's any of them? Yes. The best you got is Hawkman and some girl named Cyclone? Yep. Nope. When I tell you that we all sat through it, everybody was waiting for it to start. It never starts. <laughs> Everyone was waiting for the plot to develop. It never develops. Everyone's thinking, this is Dwayne Johnson. This has got to get, it's got to go somewhere. So but the counter so- argument is, this: th- that movie made a lot of money because of Dwayne Johnson. Right, he can like, open a movie. He's one of those guys who can open a but movie. But that, but that's so. So, if you're DC, is it worth it to have him to compromise your plot in order to get him? Is it worth it to have him to compromise your brand? Well, that to I, me, that's I, I what mean, they that did. was. That was horrifying. Anyway, it's a, I don't. It's a bad movie. I'm. I don't know that I'm the world's foremost expert on what happens with DC Comics, but I am the world's foremost expert in what Shelley Palmer will sit through. <laughs> that I am the world's foremost expert and it's on. Long too. And I I actually have a high tolerance for terrible. Yeah. To be fair, I sat through the end of it. I sat yeah. through the end of, of the Minions Rise of Gru. Like, I, I, I will sit through almost anything. There are some movies I've walked out of, but none in recent memory. Because I figure if someone spent whatever money they spent to do it and someone advertised it and distributed it, the least I can do is try and deeply understand why. Even if it's not for me, it doesn't mean that I won't understand why. I cannot understand why Black Adam was made. I cannot understand its plot. And 
and and rise of Gru just was it wasn't even it wasn't even funny for being what it was anyway that's just me there have been some real dogs by the way if you've got some real dogs out there at TechStream is your twitter uh, handle that's the one i want you to tweet to and because we still do believe in twitter and remember <laughs> you can get you can get your TechStream po app at shellypalmer.com slash po app p-o-a-p what's a po app it's a proof of attendance protocol token you collect five of them and you can get all kinds of stuff. Seth, Ever Seth Everett's going to take you out for a beer if you get five Techstream <laughs> Po apps. So yeah, just go to shellypalmer.com slash Po app and, and download your Po app where it, it is a no cost uh, NFT that you don't need a, a crypto wallet to get. You can use your email address. Just visit shellypalmer.com slash Po app and do that. And please, please at Techstream, let us know what you think. We know we're taking some shots at movies you might love and maybe we're wrong and we know you're probably right so let us know that'll do it for this edition of tech stream we will be back next week we are going through the holidays so uh bring your cheer uh no bah humbugs this time um i'm still annoyed with all the commercials but other than that christmas is fine we'll see you next week